It's like they're talking a different language. It's not like they're talking Spanish, but they're just using words that you're just not comfortable or never really heard before. I have a brother who is, has a PhD in physics, and he works at a neutron beam center. And uh, I ask him what he does, and he starts talking about isotopes and nano this and nano that, and I just, like, start nodding. And uh, that's kind of the universal language that I have no clue what you're talking about, but I'm too afraid to ask. And we have, in our cultural heritage, things like Easter, annual traditions, that uh, sometimes we might be afraid to ask what this is all about. Even growing up here at the tabernacle, we might still have questions. Maybe we've grown up through, through junior high and high school, and we've, we've kind of got to that point where people would expect us to know what it's about, but we might be a little bit afraid to ask what it is about. And I don't want you to be afraid. Maybe you've, ever, maybe you've actually wondered what Easter is about. You're actually in good company, and I want to assure you of that. Because the disciples themselves really had ambiguity. They didn't really understand what was going to happen to Jesus. And in Mark chapter 9, verse 30 to 32, it says that Jesus was teaching his disciples and saying to them, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And when he is killed, after three days he will arise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to ask him. I want you not to have that fear. I want you to have the boldness and the confidence that if you were to ask any one of us here this morning what Easter is about, we would be thrilled and overjoyed to give explanation of what Easter is all about. We started our service with remembering Good Friday, Good Friday. And it was for three days that Jesus His lifeless body was laying in a tomb. And in that tomb lay with him the expectations of all who had followed Jesus for the last three years. They had anticipated him listening to the sermons. They followed him all the way through the Jordan River Valley and Galilee and Samaria. And they'd come to Jerusalem expecting that he would be the king. He would be the Messiah. And the unthinkable happened. He was crucified. He was put on a cross. And then at the end of the day, he was put into a tomb. And it seemed like it was all over. Jesus was truly a wonderful person. He was more than that. He was the perfect man. Children sat on his lap. Men and women were lifted off of their feet who could not walk prior were suddenly walking with his his touch. He fed thousands who were hungry. He, he exposed the hypocrites in his preaching. He, he did what, what no one thought could be done. He was the ideal person. But since Friday, he had been dead. Brutally seized, tried, tortured, and left to die on that cross. So then, what is Easter all about? Easter is the traditional name, actually. I I know that that word sometimes causes some of us to pause because it doesn't seem to have anything to do with the word resurrection. But Jesus had been in the tomb for three days, actually. And by Jewish thinking, 
any part of a day was a day, and so he was buried Friday evening, and he was there all day Saturday, and then in the very early hours of Sunday, he arose. It was totally unexpected. Mary Magdalene had come to the tomb early, come early looking for her Lord while it was still dark and, and uh, was expecting to see the stone there. But when she came, she saw that the stone was rolled away and she walked in. She did not, not know what was happening. And so as she saw what was happening, she, she ran to the disciples and said to them, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they've put him. And then several things happen in close sequence. You have Mary Magdalene running back to tell the disciples, and as she leaves, there are some other women who are close behind her. They also find the tomb empty, but they find some angels that are standing there, and they communicate with her, with them, that, that Jesus had arisen just as he said he would. And so Mary Magdalene had run ahead to the disciples and, and tells Peter and John, and then Peter and John leave her there and run quickly to the tomb. Peter runs into the tomb, and he starts looking at the grave clothes, and he sees that, that he truly is not there, but they still don't understand what's happening. And so after seeing the grave empty, they ran back. Mary Magdalene is now wandering back to the garden, and while she's there in the garden, she's starting to weep, and she sees a man, and she begins to weep and ask him where they've put this, this one that she loves. And Mary says, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I will, I will take care of him. And this person looks at her very tenderly and says, Mary. And then all of a sudden, her eyes were opened to see who she was speaking to, and it was the Lord Jesus. He was alive, right there with her. That's the record of the, resurrec of the resurrection. Those are the events that occurred. But what does it mean? What is it all about? Three things that I'd like us to think about and recognize this morning regarding what the resurrection means. And the first thing, very importantly, is that the resurrection is God's stamp of approval on the death of Jesus. The resurrection is God's stamp of approval on Jesus' death. Wait a second. You mean God actually approved that his son, his only begotten son, would perish? Absolutely. In fact, in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20, the writer says, Now, may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good thing. The writer to the Hebrews was saying that God approved of Jesus' death by virtue of the fact that he pulled him out of the grave and set him alive again. Jesus was crucified as a sinner, but he had never sinned. He had never sinned. And if he were to stay dead it would have been the greatest miscarriage of justice that had ever occurred. You see, Jesus was brutalized. He was tortured 
But the resurrection was God's stamp of approval that his life was perfect. The resurrection showed that he was innocent in a powerful, majestic way. God had poured his wrath on Jesus for sins that he had not committed. He had poured his sins upon us, upon him, the sins that we have committed. And so, looking at Jesus' death, Jesus' death demonstrates that God cared for us, but the resurrection shows that God approved of Jesus' death for us. I mean, how would we have known if God was pleased with this sacrifice if Christ didn't rise from the dead? We would not know. We would be left wondering. Christ had proven that He was satisfied with the sacrifice of Christ. He was pleased. Secondly, the, the resurrection also shows us the ultimate proof of who Jesus is. On the third day, it was foretold by Jesus himself that he would rise from the dead. And it happened. On the third day, he was seen living by the disciples, and a little while later, he showed himself to hundreds of other people. The resurrection was the ultimate proof of who he was and who he said he was. There are additional proofs about the resurrection itself and the fact that Christ arised, arose from the dead. A man by the name of Paul. Paul, who was trying to stamp out Christianity, became the, an advocate for Christianity. We wouldn't be here in this room if there wasn't a Paul. We wouldn't be here in this room if there wasn't a resurrected Jesus. And so when Jesus arose from the grave, he demonstrated that he was the Son of God. He was the Son of God, and He was God's Son. The third thing that we need to recognize this morning is that the resurrection is the guarantee of present and future life. Jesus had made a promise to a, a friend of His. He had made a promise to Martha Remember, some of us might remember the story of Lazarus and how he was called out of the tomb. Jesus said to Lazarus' sister Martha, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Jesus' resurrection showed that he had the goods. He had the ability to fulfill that promise. He had the ability to keep His Word. And the resurrection is the guarantee of present life and also future life for all who believe in Him. That's what the good news of Easter is all about. See, our sin separates us from God, our Creator. But because of God's love for us, God acted and sent His Son to bear the punishment for our sins. And after he died, he brought him out of the tomb, proving to all the world that our debt of sin has been paid for. Peter, writing later about this event, said that Christ suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. And because of the resurrection, we can know the power and the certainty of eternal life. We can know that by trusting in Him, 
We have the forgiveness of our sins. So this morning, we want you to know, we want you to understand what Easter is all about. We, we, we wanted to make that a central point. In fact, in our bulletin this morning, we have a little track, a little pamphlet of paper that says what Easter is all about. And so, if you understand and you have a better grasp of understanding what Easter is all about this morning, it's important for you to recognize that without Christ, you're really separated from God, now and forever. The book of Romans in chapter 3, verse 23 says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You need to recognize that without Christ, your sin is keeping you out of relationship with God who created you. But you also need to realize that God loved you, and if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that He died for your sins, He is willing to give you life, eternal life. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And because Jesus rose from the dead, He has the goods, He has the power to resurrect you right now and bring you into relationship with Him. If you receive, if you receive the risen Son by faith, John says, the apostle says, but to all who do receive Him, who believe in His name, He gives the right to become the children of God. And so it's important for us to see what this is all about. What is Easter all about? It's about the deliverance upon a promise of provision for you. And so this morning, we want you to embrace, we want you to believe and trust in Jesus Christ. You can believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and He rose from the the, the grave, and if you put your faith and trust in this, you too can have the eternal hope that you too will be re- resurrected from the grave. How do you do this? You do so by telling Him. You pray. You ask Jesus to be your Savior. You embrace Him by faith. You trust Him. And you trust in nothing else. Maybe you still have questions. We don't want you to be afraid to ask. We don't want you to be afraid to ask. Children, you know, are not afraid to ask questions. My four-year-old asks lots of questions. Why is the sky blue? Why is it nighttime, especially in the spring? Why is that baby crying? Simple questions. You know, Jesus said that in order to receive the kingdom of God, you have to come like a child. You have to be willing to ask those simple questions and be ready to receive the answers simply with humility. I want our elders actually to stand if they're in the room for a minute. We have... Come into the room here too, um, Phil, from the back there. We have, we have men here who would love to answer questions this morning. We have Bruce and we have Phil. We have Jim and Eric is here somewhere. 
and they have these little pamphlets, what is Easter all about? And we would love to share with you. And at the end of our service this morning, they're going to be milling around in the, in the foyer and just grab one of them or myself, and we would love to share with you more. But don't be afraid to ask. You may be seated, guys. Thank you. Let's pray.